Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. Righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience yep. continue in some well-doing seat, nope. for glory and honor and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. You an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Oh, 
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I your theater Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today Alright, alright, alright you're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom and good morning. Bible Quartawab. Yahweh. Fahasham, Yahweh. Shai, Baraka, Thumb. To the 12 tribes worldwide, greetings. You reached another episode of Bible Talk. Well, of Bible Talk. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mashaba. And you have reached uh, the eyes. Uh, you have reached Bible Talk one more time on, on this Monday morning. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, you know, you can call me Monday through Thursday, live, Monday through Thursday uh, at area code 646-668-2568, Monday through Thursday, uh, from 10 a.m. to about well, 12 noon uh, uh, to catch our live show, our, our live broadcast. Or if you want to catch the web browser when we do a li- uh, our live shows, you can also log on at www.blogtalkradio.com. I want you to pull that up. Go to the search box, type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. And when our shows are live, again, that's Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to about 12, uh, 12 noon, um, Central Standard Time. And again, on Friday nights uh, with Bonabod's Friday Night, Friday Night Bible Breakdowns with the Brother Bonabod starting at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. again, Central Standard Time, going to 9 o'clock. You can always catch us live. If you happen to miss any one of our shows, uh, we invite you to please check out, uh, again, uh, check us out on Google Podcasts, uh, Podcast Addict. On iHeartRadio podcast and uh, Apple iTunes podcast under ISBHBK Bible Talk under ISBHBK Bible Talk or at www.blogtalkradio.com uh, search box Mashaba M A S H A H B A it'll bring to our episode page and there uh, we have a library going all the way back to February 28, 2010 when we first started our our, our Bible Talk uh, podcast right and that's one that's one way to keep up with us. Um, as you know, uh, we are, uh, are we have a network of schools that we're affiliated with, um, a school here in San Antonio, Texas, called the Sport of Truth, right, the Sport of Truth San Antonio, which is located at 4444 Walsham Avenue, suite number 201, San Antonio, Texas, 78218, being the address there. They have classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., and then Saturdays at 10 a.m. for the Sabbath class. Uh, you can also check them out on YouTube as well at Sport of Truth San Antonio on YouTube on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. and then Saturdays at 10 a.m. For our school in the Houston area, if you happen to be in the Houston area, uh, it's located at 231 FM Road 1092 in Stafford, Texas, 77477. Any address there. And they have classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as well. Um, on Mondays and Wednesdays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And then please catch them also on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. All right? And you catch them live on YouTube on Wednesday nights uh, from 7 p.m. to and 9 p.m. And, and, you know, that's Mondays and Wednesdays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. as well. For our school in Norfolk, in Norfolk, Virginia, if you're in the Norfolk, Virginia area, I'm sorry, our YouTube channel for Houston is SOW. Uh, uh, Houston, Texas, Stream of Wisdom, right? SOW, I mean, the Sword of the Stream of Wisdom, Houston, Texas, 
um, on YouTube, all right? For our school in Norfolk, Virginia, which is located at 2610 Granby Street, Norfolk, Virginia, 22517, the address there. And they have classes every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then Saturday starting at 12 noon. You catch them live on Facebook Live every Tuesday and Thursday at uh, SOW Norfolk's uh, Stream of Wisdom uh, from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We want to check them out. And for our school in uh, in Rochester, I'm sorry, our school in Rochester, which is located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, Suite Number 1A, Rochester, New York, 14606, the address there. Uh, they have class every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, Tuesday and Thursdays, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then Saturdays at 10 a.m. And you can catch them live also on YouTube at SOW Rochester, New York, Stream of Wisdom, all right? Um, if you'd like to help support any of uh, our, our other YouTube channels uh, that we have, we ask you to like, share, and subscribe to, is the Hidden Truth Bible Show, the Israelite Media Corps, and Five Minutes of Wisdom. Uh, please check this out, brothers and sisters. Uh, do yourself a favor. They put a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of spirit in, into, into these productions. They, they really are pretty good. I mean, they really are excellent. They really are superb, supreme. They come across very well. Um, uh, like with the uh, uh, Islam Media Corps, the Hidden Truth Bible Show, they actually go and do like street interviews with, with people in the streets um, and ask, ask various questions and then cover the questions biblically in the Bible for um, compared to what everybody, you know, what what the common answer for everybody would be, and then taking a look at what the Bible says, it really is pretty pretty good. I'm not, I say pretty good. It's excellent. And the five minutes of wisdom is just that, five minutes of wisdom. I take some of the scriptures that, that you have, and they take just five to ten minutes to go over it and, and give you a practical application of how you can apply the scriptures. I mean, it, it's a great show. I can't, do it, I can't do it justice. I can't do it justice. So we ask you, please check them out. Um, and if you'd like to help support any of our schools, especially our schools um, uh, under the SOW, we ask that you please check out isbhpk.com, isbhpk.com, until we get the, the, the name changed, uh, where you find links to uh, Total Creations, Sweet Ambiance, as well as uh, Friends Dub and Israel Wear. Uh, Friends Dub and Israel Wear provides you a, a garment, all right, if you need to get your garment game up as we come into our high holidays. Uh, you can check them out, and with Friends Dub, you can get a monthly subscription. So your monthly subscription will provide you with a new shirt each month. It includes a border of blue and fringes. It's 100% pre-shrunk cotton uh, with a vinyl design of the month. Uh, and according to your subscription, you can also get a leather headband to match your shirt for men, women, and children. And again, your subscription goes to help keep the schools going in Houston, Norfolk, and in Rochester. And then with Sweet Ambiance, uh, Sweet Ambiance engineers custom fragrances, so every one of your moods can smell amazing. We support Sweet Ambiance. You support the Stream of Wisdom. So we ask you please check that out. And you can also start a monthly subscription with the Sweet Ambiance. And then, of course, we have Chosen Creations. Com Chosen Creations offers custom engraved jewelry, personalized home decor, and unique gifts you can't find anywhere else on the web. Please check out Chosen Creations. Com at Etsy. Um, it is custom, custom creations, uh, engraved jewelry, personalized home decor, and unique gifts. Check them out. And, again, with your purchases from any one of these businesses, does help support our schools in Houston, Norfolk, and in Rochester. If you'd like to help support our school here in San Antonio, we ask that you please go to uh, Bloomingdale Oaks Mall uh, and check out Eastern Fragrances, which is located on the first floor of the mall. 
right in front of the store called the Shoe Palace, the department store called, store called Shoe Palace, which is in between the Great American Cookie Company and the elevators going up to the food court on the first floor. Uh, sweet, uh, I'm sorry, East Fragrances, just like the ambiance. Uh, engineers, uh, custom fragrances so that everyone in your moods can smell amazing as well. And one of the unique uh, things with uh, Eastern Fragrances is that once you purchase a bottle for Eastern Fragrances, um, that uh, whenever you return the bottle, you get it re- uh, uh, refilled for half price. But depending on what size bottle you get, whenever the bottle's empty, just bring it back and you can get uh, half price refills on whatever fragrance of your choosing that you like. So say, say the time you got the Creed fragrance, uh, empty your bottle to the container, come back tomorrow and get a... a Tom Ford, all right, or if you got uh, Britney Spears, come back and get, um, uh, I don't know who the fragrances are, come back and get um, uh, Chanel, all right, whenever the bottle's empty, bring it back and you get half price refills, so you never pay full price for your Kelowna perfumes ever again with the high quality oils um, uh, that is out there, all right, so we support Easter fragrances, you help support the school here in San Antonio. And then we also ask you to support uh, as well in, in the uh, in the mall, Women uh, Goats Mall here in San Antonio, uh, EO Pure Therapy. EO Pure Therapy provides a customized and uh, handmade soaps, um, lotions, and uh, bath bombs and bath salts. With them, you can also get uh, bath salts that are infused with CBD oil. So we do ask that you please check out uh, EO Pure Therapy, which is located uh, on the first floor of the mall as well, in the JCPenney wing of the mall. Uh, directly to Agna from the H&M clothing store and across from the Icing Boutique. They're at the mall, all right? <sighs> and with that, brothers and sisters, we, I would like to remind everybody about some uh, high holidays coming up, all right? Um, some high holidays coming up. As I get my calendar out right here. We do have, uh, coming up real soon, we have the Memorial of the Blowing of Trumpets, which does begin uh, at sundown, September 14th. 2023, and it does end uh, sundown, September 15th, 2023. And we ask that you please get in touch with any of the schools where you might be closest to, whether it's San Antonio, for the Truth, uh, uh, Stream of Wisdom in Houston, Stream of Wisdom Norfolk, or Stream of Wisdom in Rochester. Uh, get in touch with them, as these are high holy convocations, high holy days where we as Israelites are supposed to come together, meet together, gather together, and, and be with each other on, the, on these days. So we have the Memorial the Memorial of the Boeing of Trumpets, again, coming up September 14th, 2023 at sundown, and, and September 15th, 2023 at sundown. Then we have 10 days after that, we have the Day of Atonement, uh, which does begin September 23rd, September 20, uh, I'm sorry, September 23rd, August 20, September 23rd, 2023, forgive me, I got my tongue twisted. September 23rd, 2023 at sundown, and in September 24th, 2023 at sundown. And remember, that's the only fast that the most sides require um, in his law that we participate in. That we don't eat or drink anything for a whole 24-hour period, uh, which is a day of atonement. Uh, again, get in touch with anyone at the schools closest to you. I prefer the details on how they will be observing uh, uh, these days as well. And then right after that, we have the Feast of Tabernacles. Feast of Tabernacles uh, begins September 28th. 2023, and it does end October 5th, 2023. Uh, just mark it on your calendars, and please get in touch with any one of the schools uh, to see how they will be observing the Feast of Tabernacles. Usually, um, we do get together on the last couple of days or last weekend and actually put our tents together, like in a campground somewhere, 
and just enjoy that weekend together. Um, last year, uh, the brothers from uh, the, camp, the family from San Antonio Sport of Truth hosted it, and it was it was it was fantastic. It really was a nice um, celebration where we came together uh, in, in campgrounds, tents, cooking, fishing, uh, paddle boats. Um, it, it was good. It really was good. So please get in touch with any one of the schools uh, for further details on how, how they will be observing Priest Tabernacles and how you can participate and get your funds in uh, for, the, for these days as well. Okay? Um, so with that, also if you're in, in the Albuquerque area, uh, we do invite you to please check out Brother Aisha White this hour, all right? Give him a call, area code 505 That's Brother Aisha White Jazar. The brother's been in the truth. Um, one of 35 years, 36 years. Um, the brother literally give you the shirt off his back. Uh, he's a great brother. If you need any help with, I mean, counseling, with health, with um, uh, finances, the brother really is a fantastic brother. So please check him out. Give him a call. If you want to get together and just uh, 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 praise the Most High, honor the Most High, give him a call at area code 505 218 All right. Um, with that, brother, I got those announcements out the way. This part of the show, brothers and sisters, were uh, my classes. Uh, that I like to go ahead and have a prayer list uh, that I've been compiling where we like to send up prayers for brothers and sisters um, that need a little extra prayer, all right, that, that we're supposed to pray for each other constantly. We're supposed to esteem each other better than we esteem ourselves, love our neighbors as we love ourselves, and that the prayer of the righteous avails much, all right, that as much as we want somebody to pray for us, we should pray for others as well. So I'm going to take this time now to offer up this prayer. And I just ask that uh, anybody, whether you catch the prayer live right now as we go through it, or if you catch the prayer uh, at, a, at, a, at a later date when you um, listen to the archive show or, or what have you, please add these names to your prayers as well, all right? And if you want to add, get a name added to the, uh, to the prayer sheet, text me at area code 210-784-8463. And I have no problem. Uh, uh, get names added to the prayer list so that uh, when people are in their own private time, they might add names to the prayers as well. So with that, we're going to start the prayers like this. We're going to say the most high in the name of Christ, uh, Yahweh, by Hashem Yahweh Shai. Please listen to us now. Baba Gushah, Shemai Lenawa, Yomi Lai, Baba Right now, Yomi Lai Please send Michael and the Holy Angels. Baba Gushah, Shalak, Michael, Wa'ala Hayam. Uh, to watch over, bless, heal, strengthen, help, and protect, and to build up. Uh, from Numbers chapter 6, verse 24, we ask, Father, that the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Ya Barak Yahweh, Yashamarka. Ya Ar Yahweh, Panyua, Ayaka, Yashamaka, Shalom. Yahweh, Bahasham, Yahweh Shai. Shamar Ayah. Barak, Rapa, Chazak, Izar, Hagan, Banail, uh, Sierra Leaky, the daughter of Brother David, Dawid, uh, Abadiah, the wife of Brother Lachama, Shukwakabar, the priest there in Norfolk, Virginia, uh, Brother Dahawam Racha, uh, and his wife Barbara here in San Antonio, to the Brother John Spann. To the sister, Miss Casman, otherwise known as Mob Dukes. Uh, continue prayers for Becky, Daryl, and Becky's sister, Carmen. For my in-laws, the entire Lovett family, in particular right now, my mother-in-law, uh, father. For the entire Colts family, 
for Kizakia and all his family. For the sister Anagashia, uh, for the brother Thawam Mayam there in Houston. For the brother uh, Thawam here in San Antonio, uh, West Beverly. For the sister Ayana, the wife of Awana Ayer. Ayana Banyamian, I'm sorry, Ayana Banas Banyamian. Uh, for some special needs children, Father. Uh, for the daughter of Brother Tantapa and his wife, Arakaya, uh, their daughter, Cece. For the daughter of Anagasha and the brother, Gabarkawa, Aizali. And for the daughter of our brother, Banaba and his wife, Kardashaya, uh, Aliyah. Uh, for the Tantapa family, for the Tantapaites. For our brother, Kodashabar, here in San Antonio. For our brother, Yanawathan, up in Albuquerque. And for his brother in Oklahoma. Uh, Father, for, for our brother, Gabaya Allah out there in Florida, and his wife, Ayasha. For our brother, Sean Kudash, and his wife, Mariah, also, as well, Father, out there in Florida. For our brother, LV, Father, and for his mother, Ruthie Mae Johnson. For our sister, Kwadashaya, the wife of Bonabad. Uh, for, I'm sorry, Ruthie Mae Johnson is the mother-in-law to our brother, Gabaya Allah, out there in Florida. And for Pat Washington, the mother of brother LV. Uh, for the brother John Sean Stark, for the brother for the sister Sylvia Khan, for our brother Shapar, the the son of Gabaya Allah, uh, for our brother Yama, uh, our brother Yama, up there in Lubbock, and for our brother uh, Yasha Allah, the brother of Daniel Allah, out there in Gallup, uh, and Father, as you said, number seven six verse twenty seven, and and they shall put the, put your name upon the children of Israel, and you will bless them. In the name of Christ, we thank you always. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters, that is our prayers and, and, and our introductions. And if you'd like to support, help support um, the, um, our blog talk, uh, uh, podcast, uh, I do accept donations on uh, Cash App, on the Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, and Google Wallet at uh, Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, 575 at gmail.com. And there is also Zelle, but I'm not sure how to use it. So just hit me up. All right. So with that, brothers and sisters, uh, thank you again for tuning in. As we, uh, today is Monday, and today is Monday, and we're going to continue with a series that I've started. Uh, and the series that we're doing, dealing with is uh, denying denying Christ, denying the true birth of Christ. More so, as dealing with the dealing with the true birth of Christ. Uh, but as we're dealing with part six today, we're just going to deal, be dealing with whosoever believes on Him shall not be ashamed. What we want to try and cover with this today, brothers and sisters, in this part of the series, and I'm fully aware that it might seem very confusing, um, the, the series part that I'm going over, and that so far in the series that we're dealing with right now, we have not covered anything that actually deal with the topic of the birth of Christ, right? Um, and, but what we've been doing is, is a buildup of really trying to establish and really trying to, trying to get it understood through scriptures how important it is that we really go through the whole entire Bible, how important it is that we read the whole entire Bible, um, the, the Old Testament, the New Testament, and the books of the Apocrypha, how, how important it is for us to study the entire Word of God, um, that the way God has wrote this Bible as part, even part of the series that, that the Brother Bonabad is, is going over on Friday nights, that the Bible is a mystery. That the way God has wrote this Bible, it really is a mystery. 
and that if we're not going to go through it the right way, as he put it together, precept upon precept, upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, that is written to make people stumble. God had his Bible put together so that people don't get it and that people stumble and that people fall backwards and get broken. And we've been covering this, 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 this topic um, for the first five series, first five parts of this series that we've been going over, that if people are not going to put the work in, and it takes a lot of work to really study and meditate in what this, this Bible is saying, to really get God's perspective and really work getting God's understanding of what he's putting together and not just leave it to our own understanding, how, our own feelings, our own emotions, our own traditions, our own superstitions, or what have you. This Bible has been put together in such a way for people to fall, for people to get broken, for people to get trapped, for people to get snared and not get it. And that's what we've really been covering, brothers and sisters. And I'm going over this because a lot of people in dealing with the birth of Christ, a lot of people will read a script, one scripture here or one scripture there, and they really think they understand Jesus Christ. They really think they have an understanding about Christ, but they have not put any studying or meditation into why Christ even came in the first place, to understand about his birth. They, they, that, they, we've been so conditioned in this society um, through religion, through media, through TV, through movies, or what have you, that to actually now go and actually read the scriptures in the proper context and actually put this together in the proper context. And one of those biggest contexts, brothers and sisters, one of the biggest keys to understanding about Christ and his Bible is if you don't understand the history of the Bible, if you don't understand the history of the people of the Bible, then you're missing a big part. You're missing the main part. That, and you're going to read this Bible with your own understanding that, that's off, that's thrown, that's crooked, and your understanding is going to be really, real shallow and incomplete. And you, you might really think that, and you might really think in sincerity you're doing the right thing, that in sincerity you really believe you're doing the right thing. But because the, the proper amount of study and hard work is not there, of the, the, the following of traditions, the following of emotions, the following of how, how a person feels, gets, gets intermingled, and it, um, it, it starts to influence the true understanding of the Bible, it has a lot of people throwed. It has a lot of people throwed. So for the first five parts of this series, that's what we've been covering, brother, and we're going to continue to cover some of this, that if, you, if we're not really going through this Bible carefully, in the right historical context, that not only is the birth of Christ going to be a real mystery, and when I say mystery, meaning when we go through the true scriptures and we go through the scriptures, it's not going to make sense to a lot of people. It's not going to make sense to a lot of people. And a lot of things in this Bible, not just the birth of Christ, are not going to make sense to a lot of people because you're not, we're not putting the work in to really study. And to really work on seeing where God is coming from. And, and I keep repeating myself because I can't stress this enough. Because too many people, we keep trying to assign God to match our feelings as opposed to us repenting to get with God's feelings, to get with God's thought. And we're, very, we're really that selfish, that arrogant, that prideful, that 
we'll find a scripture to match how we feel, but not to change how we feel, not to change our outlook, not to change our perception, but to find something that's going to match how we feel, to match what we agree with. And brother said, that, that, that's scary because if we're not going to go through this Bible the right way, many millions of people live their lives that way, and they couldn't be further away from the truth. They couldn't be further away from God, that they're still holding on to what they feel is right or correct or proper or, or what have you, and they're still wrong in the eyes of God. But there's, in their sincere heart, they really believe they're right. And that's, 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 that's a dangerous thing, brothers and sisters. That really is a dangerous thing. So not really wanting to get into a lot of recap, because when I get into a lot of recap, I, I do find myself doing a lot of talking. I invite you to please go back. If there's any parts of this series that you've missed, and remember, I do my series every Monday and Wednesday uh, on my regularly scheduled days, uh, again, from 10 a.m. To, to 12 noon, and Brother Tazapah comes back on Tuesdays with one of his classes that he does called Tazapah Tuesdays. And then he comes back on Thursdays and does For Your Information on Thursdays. And then obviously we have the Brother Bonabon on Friday nights. If, if there's a class that any of us miss, we, always, we all fill in for each other. Right? We all do fill in for each other. So I'm going to invite you to please go back and we go back to the library at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. If you go to Google Podcasts, and you check out ISBHBK Bible Talk on Google Podcasts. If you go to Podcast Addict for ISBHBK Bible Talk on Podcast Addict. If you go to iHeartRadio uh, Podcast under ISBHBK Bible Talk, you can find all of our shows. And they are in uh, uh, chronological order according to the date that we did them, but they're all titled. But they're all titled. So if you just go back and check out the library, It'll say part one. It'll pay. Well, it'll always be the latest part. So right now, if you go back to the library today, today will be um, the birth of Christ part six. Just go back to the library and you get the birth of Christ part five. Then go back to the library and get the birth of Christ part four. Go back to the library and get the birth of Christ part three, part two, part one, so on and so on. If you're dealing with thousands uh, uh, of topics, never watch fail. You can go back through the library and start at the Never Wax Pell, where it first, the first title says Never Wax Pell. It'll be part one. You might go through 10 parts, 11 parts, five parts. You go through that and then come back and, and, and keep following the pattern of the series that's there. All right? That's why we title the class the way we do. So you can go back and catch these series so that you might be well, have a chance to be well aware, to study, and be able to put together and see these scriptures. And, and if you want to refute them, cool. But all the information is there that you can go back and check them out so that you might be able to, to enhance your understanding of the scriptures and get in the proper context of where God is coming from. So, again, with that being said, I'm going to continue on with, with the, again, the series that, that this part of the series, we actually went on Friday night. This past Friday night, the brother Bonabad was, was incapacitated. He, could, uh, he, he couldn't make the class. So I went ahead and taught class on Friday with the help of Brother Gabar Kawa, uh, and we did part five of the birth of Christ, right? We did part five on the birth of Christ, and today is part six. So let me just get one scripture 
uh, that we did go over uh, on Friday and, and ended with, and we're going to move on from there. So on Friday, we, we, we hit up Isaiah chapter 8, and I'm reading verse 17, and I'm going to read down. So from Isaiah chapter 8, verse 17, it says, And I will wait upon the Lord. Um, let me get this. Let me fix this real quick. And I will, uh, Isaiah chapter 8, verse 17, And I will wait upon the Lord that hideth his face from the house of Jacob, and I will look for him. So, again, brothers and sisters, the Lord hides his face from us, right? Because of our sins, because of our opinions, because of our iniquities, because of, of, of our own imaginations, the Lord God has hid his face from the house of Jacob. Go back through the series. I can't go back. Go back through the series and get under some understanding about why God said he'll hide his face from us. That at one time, the Lord God did speak to us plainly, clearly and plainly. The Lord God did speak to us through his prophets, through his service to prophets. He spoke clear to us. We rejected him. I don't know how much more clear God can speak to the, to the nation of Israel than when we first came out of Egypt and we got to Mount Sinai, and he literally spoke to us. We literally heard his voice. You couldn't get more direct than the Ten Commandments. I, I quoted that on. Yes, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I find myself, you know, saying a lot of things, but then I don't quote in the scriptures. That's why I want to um, make sure that we are doing letting the Bible talk. Um, H-E-A-R, heard, V-O-I-C. Let me do it like this. Nation voice. N-A-T-I-O. Nation V-O-I-C-E. One verse we're going to get is Jeremiah 7.28, but it's another one I'm going to get. Um, one I actually want to get first is Deuteronomy chapter 4. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 4. Um, please join me, brothers and sisters, in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 32. As, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be confusing because I know how people's minds get and get distracted by everything else and try to come back and listen to the show and now the show don't make no sense. Um, brothers and sisters, A lot of times people get, get confused, upset, or frustrated, and they go, how come God don't speak to me directly? Or people think God is speaking to me directly through an omen, uh, through a sign, through a, uh, uh, some type of superstition, through a dream, and we really have a sign that that must be God talking to me. A hunch that we get, some type of intuition or sixth sense, and we think, oh, that's got to be God. That must be God. Brothers and sisters, 
if you understand the history of the Israelites, of, of when we came out of Egypt, we literally heard God speaking directly. We heard his voice. There was no mistake who it was. It wasn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a hunch. We literally heard the voice of God, the whole entire nation that came out of Egypt. We heard the voice of God directly. And we still, even after hearing the voice of God directly, we still rebelled against him. We still followed our own hearts, our own imagination, our own feelings, our own sense of justice, and our own sense of righteousness. And God spoke to us directly, not through a cloud in the air, not through a, 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 a raven uh, uh, carrying a, 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 a duck in his beak or some, some madness like that, not because we saw a, a, a honey badger um, uh, uh, get beat by a, a hummingbird and like, oh, that must mean something. No, God spoke directly to us. And we still, even after listening to him, direct, hearing him directly, we still disobeyed him. We still bucked up against him and fought our own hearts, our own mind, but our own imagination. So when we go to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 32, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 32, it says, For ask now of the days that are past, which were before thee, since the day that the Most High uh, created man upon the earth, and ask from the one side of heaven unto the other, whether there be, whether there has been any such thing as this great thing is, or has been heard heard like it. So it, it, what it's is asking, look throughout all history, from 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 the from the beginning of creation all the way up until even to today. But even, particularly when Moses was speaking to the Israelites at this time, here in Deuteronomy chapter four verse thirty two, see if if this has ever happened. Now he's going to describe what what's the thing that ever happened that see if it's ever happened to any other nation ever before. Deuteronomy chapter four verse thirty three. Did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire as thou hast heard and live? The nation of Israel, we literally heard the voice of God. The actual Ten Commandments. We actually heard God speak to us, his voice directly. It wasn't like something that needed to be uh, deciphered. It wasn't something that needed to be uh, uh, um, uh, interpreted. We, From old to young, we all heard the voice of God that day, the whole entire nation. And we still have rebelled against him. We still went against him. We still followed our own imagination and our own sense of justice, and our own sense of right. We've established this pattern with God since we, we came out of Egypt up until today. All right? Now, I'm, I'm trying to stress this and try to bring this out, that we don't listen. We'll hear God's voice, but we still follow whatever we think is right, our own sense of justice, our own imagination, our own thoughts. And even when God spoke directly to us, we would ignore him. Even when God spoke directly to us, 
We would not obey and listen and submit to what he was saying. So it got to the point where God got tired of talking to us, and he, and he had it written down in a book that we call the Bible. He had his words put into a book that we call the Bible because he got tired of talking to us. And as we did some of the math for my last class on Friday, brothers and sisters, if you consider that, that the Exodus, most scholars say that the Exodus took place about 1,500 years before Christ, 1,500 B.C., all right, 1,500 years before the birth of Christ. So from the time of Moses, 1,500 B.C., when, we, when the Exodus, the Passover, and we came out of Egypt, and we came and we settled in the Promised Land, all over to the days of Christ. Now, I just use that as a general reference, that Christ being the, our king, that from the time of Moses all the way up through Christ. And, yeah, we, we could include uh, uh, Paul, and we can include um, uh, the 12 apostles. We can include um, Peter. Yeah, and this try to give us uh, warnings and what have you. But for approximately 1,500 years, we had the prophets. God spoke to us directly, and he gave us the prophets. And we kept rejecting. And we kept following our own hearts, our own minds, again, our own sense of justice and our own sense of, 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 of righteousness. And not, and not hearing God's voice. And then, so God had it written down in a book. Then now, if we want to know what God said, what he said, he left in a book that we call the Bible. But even to this day, we still want to follow dreams, intuitions, hunches, superstitions, omens, and signs, and we don't want to read. And because of that, brothers and sisters, many of us are trapped to our feelings. Many of us are trapped and snared to dreams. We're trapped and snared to superstitions. We're trapped and snared to look for signs that, God, let me know that you're with me. God, is this you? That we're trapped in that because we won't go put the work in to study. We won't put the work in to read. And to read from the right, proper context. Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 28. Now we're going to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 7, verse 28. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 7, verse 28, and it says, um, I'm sorry, 27. I'm going to start verse 27. And I seem to be enjoying right now. No, can't answer that. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Yama, I can't answer you, bro. I apologize. All right, so Jeremiah chapter 7 and verse 27. I'm going to verse 26. Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 26. And it says, Yet they hearken not unto me, nor incline their ear, but harden their hearts, harden their neck. They did worse than their fathers. Jeremiah 7, 27. Therefore, thou shalt speak all these words unto them, but they will not hearken to thee. Thou shalt call unto them, but they will not answer thee. Verse 28. But thou shalt say unto them, this is a, a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God, nor receive a correction. Truth is perished and is cut off from their mouth. So we've established this, this, this record with God from our own actions that we refuse to listen. 
that we're only going to follow, but we want to follow. This is why God said he's, going to hide. He, he's, he's hid himself from us. So now we're searching for anything to try and let us know that God is with us. Again, a sign, uh, an omen, a superstition, a feeling, that we're looking for any possible thing we can that God is at you because God has, has ignored us. For as many times, for as long as he's been trying to communicate to us and get his message to us, we keep refusing him to follow what we feel is right, what we think is right, and our own tradition, our own customs, and our own sense of justice. So <clears throat> coming back now to Isaiah chapter 17, and I'm trying to interject. And I want to get through this, and, and we can move on. Isaiah chapter 17 says, And I will wait upon the Lord that hideth his face from the house of Jacob, and I will look for him. Behold, I and the children whom thou hast given me are for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth in Mount Zion. And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep and that mutter, uh, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead, to the law, to the testimony? If they speak not according to this word, it's because there is no light in them. And brothers and sisters, I, I, we covered this on Friday night. It, uh, it's part five that we really went, went, went covered this part right here of uh, to deny Christ. Uh, the, the, I'm sorry, the true birth of Christ, part five. It's in it's in the library. It's in the archives. It's there for you to go study. It's there for you to go and take your time and put your work in to go and check it out. All right. So in going over all that, we want to move on now, uh, and we'll continue with Romans chapter 10, verse 11, all right, which also gives us the title for today's class, The True Birth of Christ, Whosoever Believeth on Him. So now we're in Romans chapter 10, verse 11. All right, now I'm in the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 11. Moving on with the class, all right, moving on with the class. Uh, so in Romans chapter 10, verse 11, it says, For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on Him, should not be ashamed. If we're not going to believe on Christ that, through the entire scripture, in the Old Testament, New Testament, and the Apocrypha, it says we're not going to be ashamed. Now, we started this series, brothers and sisters, in, in part one, uh, uh, to deny the true birth of Christ. And we were covering extensively the importance of 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show us approved unto God a workman who needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And we really went through that extensively. Go back and listen to it, please. So now, Romans chapter 11 says, For the scriptures say, Whosoever believeth on him should not be ashamed. And brothers and sisters, this is such a heavy verse. I could make a whole class, a whole other series just on this verse right here. A lot of people because we don't put the work in of studying to, to do things right by the most high. A lot of work that, that when come judgment day, a lot of people are going to be ashamed. A lot of people are going to be ashamed. Let me see if I can give you an example. This is one of the things I'm trying to take my children over right now. Join me in First Peter chapter 2, verse 19, so I can give you an example of, of this here where it says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Okay, before we can go there, let's go to Matthew. 
Let me pull Matthew chapter 5 up. This is, uh, this is a better example. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5. And I forgot to adjust my settings so I can see things a little bit more clearly. Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 5. Um, let me get it. Real quick. I'm, I'm looking for something very specific. Um, let's check this out. All right, I can give some examples with this about why people would be ashamed. Uh, that whoever believes in him should um, not be a, should not be ashamed. In Matthew five verse forty three, let's read about the words of Christ. Let's read what Christ says. All right, Yahweh the King. Let's read what he says. In Matthew five verse forty three, it says, "Ye have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy thy enemy." And that's in the law. Right? That's in the law. Matter of fact, let me let me. That is in the law. And that is in uh, Leviticus 19.18. Thou shalt not advance nor bear any grudge against thy children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. Right? Just like a quick little reference. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 6 says, Thou shalt not seek their peace, nor their prosperity, all the days, all thy days forever. Right? So this is something that, that we as Israelites was going by, right? So it says, Ye have heard that it has been said, thou shalt, love thy, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemies. Love your neighbor, but hate your enemies. Right? Cool. Verse, uh, verse 44. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which, which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father, which is in heaven. For he, he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. So... How the Israelites was operating, uh, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. That if somebody is, 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 is a hater, it's okay for me to hate them back. I can, I'm allowed to treat them the way they treat me. If they're hating on me, then I'm allowed to hate back on them. If, if they do me wrong, it, then that gives me the justification to go ahead and do them wrong. Because if, if they hurt my feelings, I'm, I cannot hurt their feelings. It makes them see how, what it feels like. Now, if we believe on Christ, I hope I'm, I hope I'm going to bring some understanding of this now. If we truly believe on Christ, if we really believe in the, in the Most High Christ, Jesus, Yahweh Shai, Yeshua, whatever name you're using right now, if we really believe in him, check out verse 44. It says, but I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. 
Don't when somebody's cursing you, you get to go back and cursing them back out. They turn up, so you turn up. If we believe on Christ, we wouldn't do that. But what's going to be revealed is that when this happens to a person, do you turn up? Because they got turned up. If you turn, if we turn up because they turned up, then we don't believe in Christ. And then when Christ comes to judge us, we're going to be ashamed. Because as much as we go by our feelings and our own sense of justice and our own sense of righteousness, Christ is telling us what to do in these situations. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Do good to them that hate you. For people that are ruled by their emotions and and our own sense of righteousness, our own sense of justice, who, using the world standard, who in their right mind is going to do good to someone who hates them? As opposed to, especially in this world, I'm going to retaliate and let them, I'm going to get them first before they get me. I'm going to do unto them and let them see how it feels. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. How many of us carry that mentality but don't carry the mentality of Christ? We really don't believe in these words of Christ because when we're in these situations, we don't do what he says. We don't do what's written. Do we bless them that curse us? Do we do good to them that hate us? Verse 44, we're in Matthew 5, 44. And pray for them which despitefully use you. People are going to use you despitefully, maliciously. Do you pray for them or, 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 or do you attack them back? Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Verse 45, that ye may be the children of your father which is in heaven. But a lot, when it comes down to it, a lot of people can say with their mouth, yeah, I believe in Christ. I believe in God. But when we find ourselves in these situations, are we doing what Christ said to do? Do we really bless them that curse us? Do we really do good to them that hate us? Do we pray for them which despitefully use us and persecute us so that we can be the children of our Father? No. Most times we say, I ain't nobody's fool. I'm not going to let them think they can get over me like that. I'm not the one. So now, come judgment day, from the scripture we're reading, whosoever believeth in him should not be ashamed. If we believe in Christ and the words of the Bible, the words of this book, the words of him, then we would be applying these, these things, these concepts, these instructions, more in any situations. And not just talking about, oh, I love God, or oh, I love Jesus, because he gives me this, because he gives me that. We show we love God 
we should we love Jesus, that when we're in these situations, we do what they say. We do now what the book says. We do what the book says so that we can be the children of our Father, which is in heaven. Because he makes the, the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. That, that if God makes the sun rise on somebody who's wicked, cool. Who am I to come back and say, no, that's wrong, that's off. F them. F that. I'm not going to do good to them because they made me feel a certain way. Too many people. Just to give an example, we operate opposite of what Christ said to do, even though we call ourselves Christians, even though we call ourselves Israelites. We don't do what Christ said. We show that we don't believe. So that now, come judgment day, whatever that day might be, we, we, we establish a pattern that we don't really believe. Now, I'm going to look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. We are here, and we're going to go here. I'm going to look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. And I'm going to look at this in a couple other versions. All right? I'm going to look at this in a couple other versions. All right, so for the uh, a faithful version, from Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, it says, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, and do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. All right, cool. Same thing. Um, when we look at the same word, Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, right? Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, for the Bible in basic English, right? For the Bible in basic English, I'm, I'm reading these different versions because I know people, dip, people's comprehension is different. I know people have different uh, different comprehensions, so I'm reading some of these other versions so that maybe where your comprehension level is at, maybe this might help you see this a little bit better. Maybe. I don't know. I'm trying. So for the Bible of basic English, it says, but I say unto you, have love for those who are against you and make prayer for those who are cruel to you. Hopefully this is like simplified a little bit better. Maybe your level of comprehension. Now, I'm not, I, I'm not talking to your level of disagreement. I'm not talking to your level of uh, rebellion. I'm going over the different versions of, of, of the scripture for the people who really are trying to get right with the Most High in Christ, but might not have the, the, the comprehension is just not really quite there. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm reading some of these other versions for those who really are trying, but you don't comprehend. Because there's others who don't comprehend because they just don't want to listen. They just want to rebel, period. All right? Again, so the Bible of basic English from Matthew chapter 5, verse 44 says, But I say unto you, have love for those who are against you, and make prayer for those who are cruel to you. All right? Uh, let's get a couple, couple more versions here. Usually common English version is pretty good. Um, I like this one. The common English version for Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. The common English version for Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. And it says, But I tell you to love your enemies and pray for anyone who mistreats you. 
Pray for anyone who mistreats you. This is where a person can show that we really believe in Christ. We really believe in, 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 in this Bible. We really believe that these are the words of, of God and the words of Christ. That when any situation where somebody is mistreating you, you're praying for them. That you're loving your enemies. That uh, we have love for those who are against you and make prayers for those who are cruel to you. All right. Uh, Get a few more here. Um, (laughs) Okay, I like this one here. This is the Darby Bible, the Darby Study Bible. And it says, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them who curse you, uh, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who insult you and persecute you. All right? So I'm trying to read this as an example. Uh, what we're reading here in, in Romans chapter 10, let me go back to my, to my notes. For in Romans chapter 10, verse 11, for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. And what's, a lot of people are going to be ashamed because we're going to show that we really believe, we don't believe on him. That when we get in certain situations, we're going to follow our own sense of justice, our own sense of righteousness, our own sense of, 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 of Good or evil, and instead of doing what the scripture said, doing what the word of God says, we don't do that. And now, come judgment day, a lot of people are going to be ashamed. A lot of people are going to be ashamed. Because when the chance for grace and mercy, the chance to get things right, the grace period that, that is spoke about so often, a lot of people don't realize they're in grace right now. The grace to get yourself together, get your mind right. Stop making the right decisions. Stop making good choices. But many of us are not going to take advantage of that. Many of us are, are going to still, because now I just call myself a Christian. I'm going to call myself an Israelite, then now I'm not going to do what the scripture says. Because this is hurting my feelings. Because this is making me feel a certain way. Because this is making me feel um, queasy. And now Christ said do it this way. I'm not going to do that because that's not how I feel. Okay. All I can remind us is everything we do is being written down. Everything we do is being written down. So have we been putting the study in to know what the right thing to do is? Are we putting that work in? to know what's the right thing to do in, in a given situation? Or are we just going by what the world says, what intuition says, what a feeling says, or what, or, or what a, family member, a family member might say, but we're not going by the scripture? Now, in dealing with Christ, again, it's all dealing with Christ. So from Matthew chapter 10, verse 11, where it says, For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him, shall not be ashamed. 
Going right back, you know, you please couple that with Second Timothy two fifteen to show yourself uh, uh, a proof of God, rightly dividing the word of truth, who needs not to be ashamed. All right. Let's go to St. John chapter 7 now. Let's go to the book of St. John chapter 7, uh, verse 38. St. Right, John chapter 7, verse 38. Again, we have the words of Christ in bread. This is Christ speaking. And Christ says, He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. We know this was a, a conversation he was having with the woman with Samaria. And they were so, uh, get, uh, she thought he was talking so, uh, getting uh, physical water out of a well, being very literal, being very verbatim, and that's not what he was talking about. As we, you know, we covered, we was covering this about God, God and Christ speaking metaphors, similes, and parables, and not literal, not verbatim, and that's where she was thrown off at. But the point we want to get for in this right here, the part we want to focus in on, is he says, "He that believes on me, as the Scripture has says." Many people say they believe in Christ. Many people say, yeah, I believe in Jesus, I believe in Christ, and, and they will confess that with the mouth. But do we really believe on Christ as the Scripture says? Do we really believe on Jesus as the Scriptures describe Jesus? Do we really believe in, 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 believe in him as the Scripture says how to believe in him? Or do we think that just because I say his name, if if it's in uh, in English, Jesus Christ. We're gonna say his name in Spanish, Jesus Cristo. Or we're gonna say his name in Creole, Jesse Cree. Or we're gonna say his name in in, in Hebrew, Hamashiach uh, Yahushai. Do you think this could that that that's all it takes to show you believe in him, brother sister? Uh, uh, no. No. He that believes on me, St. John 7.38, he that believes on me as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. One, you're not going to be ashamed, like we just read in um, Romans 10 in verse 11. But that living water, you're never going to get tired or weary of doing the right thing in the eyes of Christ and the Most High. That as much as you're being persecuted, it's not going to be too much or can't handle it because I'm being persecuted, being used despitefully being hated upon. And I keep doing what Christ said, it's not going to get tiring or just too much. Because uh, that person believes on Christ, so I can, keep, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because I believe in Christ, that he went through it. So I go through it. From there, let's go back to Romans chapter 10. Let's go back to Romans chapter 10 now. And we're going to pick up at verse 14. So we went from Romans chapter 10, verse 11, which tells us, for the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him should not be ashamed. St. John 7, 38 says, but how do we believe on him? As the scripture has said. And again, our belief in Christ needs to be based on the prophecies found in the Old Testament. If our belief in Christ is not based on the prophecies in the Old Testament, as the scripture has said, we really don't believe in Christ. 
the truth is we really don't believe in Christ, not the Christ of the Bible, not the Savior of the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the son of Mary. From there, Romans chapter 10, verse 14 now. Romans chapter 10, verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how should they believe on him in whom they have not heard? And how should they hear without a preacher? And your brother says, what we want to key in on here, and this scripture right here, very heavy scripture. Very, all scriptures are heavy. All scriptures are beautiful. How should they believe in him in whom they have not heard? If you haven't put the study in or the work in to understand why there had to be a Messiah, why Christ had to come, if you understand there were many saviors sent to the nation of Israel, you never heard that before? If you, and one thing we, we do when we go over the color of Christ from, from and, and, and get the color of Jesus Christ, we get what tribe he was from, and he was a Jew, Hebrews 7, 7, verse 14. If you never heard that before, you think he's just a Baptist, a Methodist, Episcopalian, a Seventh-day Adventist, but you never heard, no, he's a Jew, and that the Jews are black? Then how can you say you believe on him? Well, you can say it, but how, how true do you really think that statement is? You might think it's true, though. But in the eyes of Christ and Messiah, no, you really, no, it, that, your words don't mean nothing. Talking loud, but saying nothing. How you can believe in some, someone you've never heard of if you don't go by the Old Testament, if we don't go by the Scriptures? How can you say you know somebody, but you never really heard about the person? You don't know the person, but you love him? You don't really know what he's like. You don't really know what, 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 where he's coming from, what he loves, what he likes, what he dislikes. You don't, you don't think that, we don't take the time to do that, but we know him? That's impossible. We know what fantasy we might have about him. We know what we put together in our own understanding. We know what we put together in our own, own mindsets. Do we know him? The answer is no. The answer is no. That's why Paul is, is asking this question. These questions. How then should they call on him or who they have not believed? How can you say you're calling on Jesus to come save you or be there for you or, or calling on, on Jesus, on Christ, but you don't believe in him because when the scriptures come up, or what you should be doing, you don't do it. But you've been ta- we've been taught, just say the name Jesus. Just say the name Yahweh Shai. Just say the name Yeshua. Jesse. Jesus. Just say the name, and that's all it takes. I don't know where you get that from in the Bible. That is not the proper context at all. And how say believe in him of whom they have, uh, of whom they have not heard. And how should they hear without a preacher? Someone's got to walk you through this. How, how do we know this? Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 3. I said I had just added already, but I didn't. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 3.
I'm sorry, verse 11. I could, we could read this whole chapter again, but we're not going to. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 11. It says, I'm going to read down. We're in the book of Jeremiah chapter 3, I'm in verse 11. And it says, And the Lord said unto me, The backsliding Israel has justified herself more than treacherous Judah. This here is referring to after the, 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 king, the nation of Israel split into two kingdoms. The southern kingdom of Israel, uh, the southern kingdom of Judah, and the northern kingdom of Israel, and the Lord is comparing these two kingdoms to a woman, uh, to women. All right, He's comparing them to women, and uh, he's, he's he's describing us, and he says, and to the northern kingdom of Israel, which had the nine and a half tribes, which eventually came over to the Americas, became the so-called Native Americans of North, Central, South America, as the majority of them. We know we scattered to the four corners, but for the majority of our people that were scattered here to North, Central, South America who was the northern kingdom of Israel. He says, and the Lord has said unto me, the backsliding Israel has justified herself more than treacherous Judah. And this is how how God sees us, that we will justify our actions more than a little bit. He says that the northern kingdom will justify ourselves more than treacherous Judah, that none of us get off the hook. Judah is treacherous, still referring to our people, as a wife is treacherous to her husband, and that Israel will justify her actions and the things that we do that is not never our fault. It's always somebody else's fault. This is how God sees us. Verse 12, go and proclaim these words toward the north. And say, return, thou backsliding Israel, saith the Lord, and I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you. For I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. This thing where God's love is supposed to be unconditional, I don't know. That, that is nowhere in the Bible. That's nowhere in his word. But here he, again, Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 12, go. And proclaim these words toward the north. Now we know that when we was in the land of Israel, before we got kicked out and expelled and thrown the hell out like a, a ball violently, that now we're in North America. But when we were still in the land, before it got to the point where he had to, he literally kicked us the hell out violently. Like you might throw somebody out your house because 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 they, they ain't got no act right. That's what he did to our people, to 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 our, the two kingdoms when we split in two. Go and proclaim these words toward the north and say, return, thou backsliding Israel, said the Lord. Just come back. Start doing things the right way. Stop getting to your own mind what you think is right, your own sense of justice, your own emotions, your own imagination, your own dreams. Return back to how I want things done, how God wants things done. Come back and just listen. Submit. Be humble. And God says, what? I will not cause my anger to fall upon you. For I am merciful, said the Lord. And I will not keep angry forever. I won't be angry forever. Just come back and start doing right. Not your sense of right. God's sense of right. Like in the example that I'm using, that can be applied in many other examples, pray for them that despitefully use you. Do good to them that hate you. 
do good to them that are cruel to you. That we might be the children of God. Verse 13 now. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 14. Only acknowledge that iniquity. Stop justifying yourself. Stop being the victim. Stop saying that, that well, if this didn't happen, you wouldn't, you wouldn't cause me to be this way if you gave me this. You wouldn't make me be this way if you didn't act like this. That's justifying. You know, that tit for tat, God shows something about ourselves. We got something about, about God or somebody trying to correct us about something. We got to come back and correct them. And have this attitude like, well, don't throw, don't throw a, uh, don't start no shit, won't be no shit. Are you going to bring up my dirt? I'm going to bring up your dirt. Where is a person acknowledging their own iniquity? But we get to, like God said, we get to justifying our own actions. And when we're showed about our actions, no, we got to show how it's not our fault. Uh, well, if, if at least I'm not as bad as what you be doing. You be doing this, you be doing that, and now uh, you going to get a minute about this? Come on. God said, look, I'm ready to work. Well, he's with Israel. I'm ready to work with you. The nation of Israel, I'm ready to work with you. I won't keep angry forever. I'll have mercy. Just acknowledge what you've done. Acknowledge your choices. Acknowledge what you did. Jeremiah 3.13. Only acknowledge that iniquity that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God and hast scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree, and you have not obeyed my voice, saith the Lord. That's what he said. Admit it. We've been a hole. Yes, so, 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 we've been an adulterous slut. And we, we, we've tried to make ourselves beautiful and, and, and so we can lay down with every other nation, every other God, every other influence, we go out of our way to, 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 to do good for them. But for our God, who's supposed to be our husband, no. We justify why. Because God won't do this or he hasn't done this. Or we always find ways to complain and bitch about why we don't have to be obedient, why we don't have to be loyal. Because God ain't doing this for, for us, or God ain't doing that for us, like a bunch of just sprats. And we will not acknowledge our own wrong. That we have gone against God. We refuse to look at things through God's eyes. And we keep fighting for God to look at things through our eyes. And if you just look at through our eyes, he'll see that he's wrong and we're right. Verse 14. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 14. Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you. And I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. I'm not bringing all y'all. Again, contrary to this belief that God wants everybody, 
Because I don't know how many times as a teacher I, I, I we hear things like that, the saying of, you get more flies with honey. If it's about getting people to join your organization, it's like getting people to come and join y'all. Y'all shouldn't come across so rough or so sarcastically. That's what I get a lot. Or so, or, or so the way y'all come if y'all want to get more people. Again, for people who are ignorant or don't read the Bible, don't follow the Bible, don't believe in God's word, what is God saying right here? Contrary to what you might feel in your heart, that God, that you're the top recruit and that God should be doing all he can to get you on his team? Jeremiah 3.14, turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family and will bring you to Zion. I'm not bringing all y'all. I'm not looking for all y'all. When we come back and read John chapter 4, verse 24, which we're going to get to today, he's telling you he's not looking for everybody. As we have been going over this series, brothers and sisters, the disciples asked Christ, why do you speak to the people in parables? Why do you just give it to them straight? It's not meant for them. This ain't meant for everybody. Everybody's going to follow what they want to do anyway. Who's going to put the work in to find out what God actually wants? Is going to worship God the way he wants to be worshipped. That's what he's looking for. Not everybody. Verse 15. Knowing that God had just said here in verse 14, I will take you one of a city and two of a family and will bring you to Zion. Verse 15. And I will give you pastors according to my heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Because I'm not dealing with, I'm not trying to take all y'all. Because the most I ain't trying to take all of us. Ain't going to be where you can just read the Bible on your own and you get it. That you just read the Bible on your own, on your lonely, and you're just going to get it. That's not how God's doing this. <laughs> like Christ did with the disciples. Is given unto you to know the mystery of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it's not given. Then they might fall fall and go backward and be broken. Because you want to follow your own what your own sense of justice and righteousness? Because we want to follow our own imaginations? It's not meant for everybody. So our belief in Christ is going to be strode. And how you can believe in somebody you've never heard of? Christ is humble to me. He said, learn of me. I am meek and humble. But how many of us believe it? No, you got to be bold. If you're not pushy, you're going to get walked over. I was thinking about the scripture. I wanted to post it, but I didn't. Um, H-U-M-I-L-T-Y. I spelled it wrong. Humility. Brothers and sisters, when we read Jeremiah, uh, Proverbs chapter 15, I'm going to just, this is a, a concordance class, concordance, concordance scriptures, and when we say that, I heard Dr. Paul say the other day, I literally just typed in the word humility, and we're going to read a few of these scriptures that just deal with the word humility. All right? When we go to Proverbs chapter 15, verse 33, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Cool. If we really fear God, respect God, 
That is the instruction of wisdom. I don't know how many times people ask, is this really the right thing? I don't know how many times people ask, is this really wisdom? Like, pray for them that despitefully use you, that are cruel to you. Do good to them that, that, that mistreat you. But I don't know. Christ said that, but too many people come back and say, is that really wisdom? They're going to think you're a fool. They're going to play you for stupid. They're going to just keep walking all over you. So where's your fear for God? If Christ said do it this way, why are you coming back with other questions or questioning if that's the right thing to do? You have no fear. And if the fear of God is there, that is the instruction of wisdom. That is the instruction of, of what is the right thing to do. But no, they're going to take advantage of me. And my God, my Jesus doesn't want that to happen. Your God, your Jesus, must not be the God in the Jesus of the Bible then. Can't be. Because you don't want to deal with his wisdom. You want to deal with what feels right to you and justify why you can make the decisions you make and the choices you make and justify it like backsliding Israel did in Jeremiah chapter 3. To where it doesn't require us to be humble. It doesn't require us to use humility. Proverbs 15, 15, verse 33. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. That is, that's, going to keep, that's going to give you instruction of wisdom. And before honor is humility. And before you're going to honor yourself that you made the right decision, that you are good, this, that, and the third, and dealing with the gods, the, the fear of the Lord, and dealing with the right wisdom, there's got to be humility before there's going to be any honor. We have to be humble before there's going to be any honor. And dealing with the instruction of God and his wisdom. But many of us say, we ain't been, we're not wired that way. We want to honor first, respect me first. We we, yeah, we're so quick to use the, term, the terms and sayings. If you want respect, you got to give respect. We're so used to saying, if you want me to respect you, you got to respect me first. Forget being humble. Forget being humiliated first. No, hell with that. I'm going to fight and do everything I can. You're going to respect me. So I'm not going to take low. I'm not going to be humble. If you persecute me or hurt me or, 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 or cruel to me, then I'm going to get you back. I'm going to go 180 degrees opposite of what Christ said to do. And I demand my respect. You're going to respect me. If God respects me, I don't really give a damn. You're going to respect me. Okay. Uh, we, we've been living this way as Israelites since the Israelites came out of Egypt using that same mentality. I'm going to get my respect. You're going to respect my way of thinking. You're going to respect my feelings. You're going to respect how I see things. And until, and until you do that, I'm not even going to try and see where God's coming from. I'm not even going to try and see another perspective. And I'm going to push my perspective and my opinion and my feelings and, and my intuition and my dreams and my suspicions until you give me respect. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 12. The book of Proverbs chapter 18, verse 12. Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty. And before honor is humility. Uh, true enough. In dealing with the God of the Bible, 
and dealing with the Jesus Christ of the Bible, Yahweh Shai of the Bible. It says, before destruction, the heart of man is haughty. I don't know. I mean, damn. Before something bad happens, your heart has been haunted. You can't be told shit. It's all about our own sense of justice, our own sense of, 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 of righteousness, our own sense of what's good or what's bad. And he's telling us before destruction, the heart, talking about the mind, is haughty. And we deal with the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Before you're going to be honored, there's got to be some humility. Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 24. I'm sorry, verse 4. The book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 4. The book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 4. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Take it low. You ain't got to be pushy. You ain't got to be bold. You ain't got to just force your way. If we believe in Christ as the Most High, if we believe in what the Scripture says, if we believe in Christ as the Scripture has said, that by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Let me see if I can give this type of example about riches, right? Is Donald Trump humble? He's one of the richest men in the world. Is he humble? How about Jay-Z? How about Tyler Perry? How about Oprah Winfrey? Are they humble? But they got riches. So we're looking at the scripture. It says, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. But many of us will take, well, see, they're rich because they, had to, they, they couldn't let nobody tell them no. They, they had to be bold. They had to push their way. They had to have confidence in themselves. And because they had confidence in themselves, that's why they have riches and honor and life. Yeah, they, they might, but they, did God give them that? According to the scripture right here, did God give them that? Or does Satan bless with riches and honor and life also in this wicked world? In Acts chapter 20, verse 19, Acts chapter 20, verse 19, it says, Serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many, many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews. This is Paul, that he had to serve the Lord with what? With all humility of mind. Not a little bit. With all humility of mind. And he had to serve the Lord with what? Many tears. And temptations, which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews, that there were many, many Jews that wanted to treat him cruel, that were treating him cruel, that were despitefully using him, that were hating on him, and he had to do the opposite of what they were doing. And he had took a lot of tears. 
it's, it's to let him not following and following his own mind what he wanted to do and take matters in his own hands. That's what he believed in Christ. But many of us don't, don't we feel if we were put in that situation, that can't be Jesus. That can't be God. Colossians chapter 2, verse 23. Colossians chapter 2, verse 23 says, which things have indeed a show of wisdom in all, in, uh, I'm sorry, Colossians 2, 23. Which things have indeed a show of wisdom in wisdom in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Ooh. Okay, which things have indeed a show of wisdom? In following Christ the Messiah, this, that does show wisdom. It says, uh, in will worship, in humility, we have to worship in Christ in humility by neglecting of the body. You got to neglect yourself. Oh, my goodness. Who wants to hear this shit? And neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. When I was receiving any honor that, we, that I satisfied how I felt. I'm satisfying some, in, something that I got going on in me. That's not on the Christ of the Most High. That ain't humility. According to what they say. I know because we're hard-headed and rebellious, we say, well, no, that, that's just how we feel. Because of what I've been through in my life, that, that it should be understood that if I do this, that it's only because of what I've been through, and so I can justify why it's okay for me to act like this, feel like this, and do like this. Because of how I feel, because of what I've been through, and this is just me. All right. Going back now to Romans chapter 10, verse 14. Going back now to Romans chapter 10, verse 14, it says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how so they hear without a preacher. And again, that's why we went to Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. We read, read down, we read a little bit, but Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15 tells us, I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. You're not going to get this on your own. That now you can just do things on your own, and it's about how you feel and what you got going on. That's not how the most I got this set up. That's not how Christ has it set up. And this Bible has been set up the way it is for people to fall. It, this Bible has been set up the way it is for people to fall and be broken because you don't want to follow the right pattern. He's been dealing with the nation of Israel from the days that we first came out of Egypt. That we, that When we directly heard his voice, when he spoke directly to us, and we still wanted to justify ourselves and follow our, our own sense of righteousness, our own sense of justice, and what we came up with in our own mind, in spite of God himself speaking directly to the nation of Israel, spoke directly to us. And then from that time on, he's both, he sent his servants to prophets, rising early, trying to tell us the right thing to do, how to do things, what, what, how what's right in his eyes, and we have continued to rebel against him, to follow our own minds, our own thoughts, our own sense of righteousness, our own sense of justice. So now we really don't believe in Christ the way Christ said we should believe on him. 
even when it comes down to his birth. Now, because of that, let's go to St. John chapter 4. Let's go to St. John chapter 4 now, verse 22. Let's go to St. John chapter 4, verse 22. <clears throat> and it says, yeah, again, this is Christ. This is the words of Christ. Yahweh Shai, Jesus. St. John chapter 4, verse 22. You worship. You know not what. We know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. Again, this was Christ speaking to the woman uh, uh, at the well of Samaria. But we can definitely apply this today. We can apply his sayings today. A lot of people worship, but you have no idea what it is you worship. Why? A lot of us just worship our own feelings, our own sense of justice, our own sense of righteousness, our own sense of, 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 of good and bad. Let me, put, let me back that up a little bit more. Because Paul came back and was, and was trying to remind us of these, some of these same things. When we get to the book of, go to the book of Romans. The book of Romans, chapter. The book of Romans, chapter ten. The book of Romans, chapter ten. I'm gonna start with one. One, two, and three. And what I'm going to do, brothers, is I'm going to read the book of Romans chapter 10, verses 1, 2, and 3 from the King James Version. Then I'm going to read these same verses and a couple other versions. Hopefully try to help, help those who want to get some comprehension, those who actually want to change, that maybe that this might help them. I already know that, that no matter what version I read it in, people were just stuck on stupid. No matter how it's read or what's coming out, they're, they're not going to change anyway because they don't want to change because they don't see this in they're not doing anything wrong anyway. It's everybody else's fault. I get that. I know that. God told us that, that, like I told Jeremiah, they ain't going to listen to you because they don't listen to me anyway. So I ain't going to take it personal. It is what it is. So Romans chapter 10, verse 1, from the King James says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. By brethren record, that they have a zeal of God but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. All right? Paul's praying for Israel. The Israelites might be saved. Because a witness about the Israelites is that there's a, a zeal of God, but the zeal of God is not according to knowledge. Not according to the most high's knowledge. Verse 3. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. All right? So let's read the, the uh, BBE. Let's see what the Bible in basic English says about this same verse, these same verses. So now we're reading Romans 17, verses 1, 2, and 3. And I'm reading this from the Bible in basic English. All right? I'm going to read the same verses, and I'm going to read from the Bible in basic English for those who are actually trying, but maybe reading it in this version might help you out. All right? Romans 17, verse 1. Brothers, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for them is that they may get salvation. For I give witness to, of them 
that they have a strong desire for God, but not with knowledge. Verse 3, because not having knowledge of God's righteousness and desiring, uh, and desiring to give effect to their righteousness, they have not put themselves under the righteousness of God. Mm. Verse 3, because not having knowledge of God's righteousness and desiring to give effect to their righteousness, that we want to put to effect how we feel, what we feel is right, and have not put themselves under the righteousness of God. Because I'm trying to put into effect what I feel is right, what I think is right as opposed to getting God's knowledge and putting myself under God's righteousness. Let me do what's right in the eyes of God. No, we keep trying to make, we keep trying to affect things by our own sense of righteousness. Uh, all right. So we got the common English, we have the King James Version. We have the Bible based English. Let's check out the Darby. Darby's been pretty good to us. Check out the Darby Study Bible. It says, Brethren, the delight of my own heart and my supplication, which I address to God for them, is for salvation. For I bear them witness that they have zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. All right, I'm going to say the same thing. I'm going to say the same thing. Uh, let's put in the same thing now. Let's get the oh, oh, oh. All right, this is the Douay Reams Study Bible. The Douay. Reams Study Bible, right? The Douay Reams Study Bible from Romans chapter 10, verses 1, 2, and 3, right? This is the Douay Reams Study Bible. It says, Brethren, the will of my heart, indeed, and my prayer to God is for them unto salvation. Verse 2, for I bear, I bear them witness that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Verse 3, for they not knowing the justice of God and seeking to establish their own have not submitted themselves to the justice of God. Mm, 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 mm. Man. All right. Uh, the GMB, the Good News Bible. Yes, you're pretty good also. Uh, here's the Good News Bible for Romans chapter 10, verses 1, 2, and 3. Romans chapter 10, verse 1, my friends, how I will wish with all my heart that my own people might be saved, how I pray to God for them, verse 2, I can assure you that they are deeply devoted to God, but their devotion is not based on true knowledge. They have not known the way in which God puts people right with himself. And instead, 
they have tried to set up their own way. And so they did not submit themselves to God's way of putting people right. Mm, 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 mm. We always have another plan, another way that things should be done that's a little bit wiser. Yeah, before you made that decision, did you take this into consideration? We always have a little something extra to add to whatever's going on because obviously somebody who's dealing with us or dealing with me doesn't have the full picture. So I need, I always feel I got a need, I got to tell them a part that they're missing before they make a judgment or, or, or make a decision about how I should be doing things, that there's something they're still missing, there's something they don't know, there's something they're not taking into consideration before they make a judgment about me. As opposed to me submitting to God's justice, God's righteousness, how God wants things to be done, of how God puts people right with him. We don't agree with that. But we have a zeal of God. But it truly is not based on true wisdom or knowledge. All right. Did I do the CEV? Here we go. Here's the common English version. The common English version from, from Romans chapter 10, verses 1, 2, and 3. Romans chapter 10, verses 1, 2, and 3. It reads, dear friends, my greatest wish and my prayer to God is is for the people of Israel to be saved. Verse 2, I know they love God, but they don't understand. Verse 3, what makes people accessible to him? So they refuse to trust God, and they try to be acceptable by obeying the law. Oh, my goodness. What what's being said here is people who try to be too verbatim. And and that still not really understanding getting what God's God's intentions. <laughs> All right. So let's move on. I got a few more minutes left in this class. Let's move on. So coming back now, St. John chapter four, verse twenty two. It reads, ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Now, yes, this was a conversation Christ was having with the woman of Samaria. That salvation is for the Jews, is of the Jews. Salvation has only been for the Jews from the day that, that, we, that the Jews came out of Egypt, from the day that Israelites came out of Egypt, up until the time of Christ then, and until Christ came back the second time. Salvation has only been about the nation of Israel. That's all, it's, that's all it's only ever been about. But, but like Christ said, you worship, you know not what. And to this very day, 2023, a lot of people are doing things. You don't know why you're doing it except just to justify your way of doing things. That goes with your sense of justice, goes with your sense of, 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 of what you feel is right, what you feel is wrong, or what have you. And you hold on to that. And it's not based on scripture. It ain't based on how the most side does things. It's not based on how Christ does things at all. And unfortunately, you might get one scripture or two, and you think you're on something, but you have put no context to anything. The hard work in the Sunday message is not there. And you're looking for it to justify your own feelings, but not to where you need to change your feelings, change your thoughts, repent. 
stop the backsliding. That people, uh, they say they worship Christ, they love Christ, but you, you have you've never heard of Christ. How can you say you worship or love Him? You never heard about the Christ of the Bible. You don't believe in Christ as the Scripture really says. Now, because of that, let's get Matthew chapter twenty verse twenty nine. Let's get to the book of Matthew, chapter 22, and verse 29. The book of Matthew, chapter 22, verse 29. And it says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. You do err, not knowing the scriptures. That's Matthew, chapter 22, verse 29. So we worship things. We worship. We have no idea what we're worshiping. We go we establish our own own idea of righteousness, but have not submitted ourselves to the righteousness of God, to the justice of God, to the knowledge of God. To the way that God does things. We haven't submitted. And we do err not knowing the scriptures. Mark chapter twelve verse twenty four. The book of Mark chapter twelve verse twenty four. And Jesus answering said unto them, Do you not therefore err, because you know not the you know not the scriptures, neither the power of God? So in both these statements here, people don't know the history or context of the writings of the Old Testament. Why did I say that? If you don't understand the history or the context of the Old Testament, you can make a lot of errors. Let's look at the definition of error. From the Webster's 1828 Dictionary. From the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, the definition of error, E-R-R, error, whatever you need, error, right? Definition number one. From the Webster's 1828 Dictionary for the word error, E-R-R. Number one, to wander from the right way, to deviate from the true course or purpose. So what's this saying? Ye do err, or err, or you wander from the right way to deviate from the true course or purposes because you don't know the scriptures. That was Matthew 20, 29. In Mark twelve twenty four, do you not therefore err, or do you not therefore wander from the right way to deviate from the true course or purpose because you know not the scriptures? Yes. These rhetorical, rhetorical statements Christ is making. Definition number two of err or err. To miss the right way in morals or religion. To deviate from the path of or line of duty to stay by design, to stray by design or mistake. So what do we have when we insert this definition into the scripture? Matthew twenty two twenty nine. Jesus answered the sinner to them, You do err, or you miss the right way in morals or religion. 
to deviate from the path of of line of duty to stray by design or mistake because you know not the scriptures. Matthew Mark twenty four or Mark twelve twenty four, Mark twelve twenty four. And Jesus answered said unto them, Do ye not therefore err or err that you miss the right way in morals, your morals are off. Or religion to deviate, you do deviate from the path or line of duty, you stray by design or mistake because you know not the scriptures. Definition number three, the word er, from the Webster's 1820 Dictionary, to mistake, to commit error, to do wrong from ignorance or inattention. Make, to make uh, men err in judgment from ignorance, uh, from one of from one of attention to for one of attention to facts or from previous bias of mind. Let's just say this. Matthew twenty two twenty nine. Jesus answered to them, Ye do err or you make mistakes, you commit errors, you do wrong from ignorance or inattention not knowing the scriptures. You don't pay attention. So that's why we err because we don't pay attention and don't we don't know the scriptures, that's what we're doing wrong. That's why our morals are off in the eyes of God. Matthew, uh, Mark twelve twenty four, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Do you not therefore err or err, because you know not the scriptures, or do you not therefore err, err, make mistakes, commit error, do wrong from ignorance or inattention, because you know not the scriptures? Yes. Know the power of God? Yes. 100% yes. Matthew chapter 22, verse 29, and some of the other versions of the Bible. And we're going to end today's fast with this as we get through this. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 29, from the Bible of basic English, Matthew chapter 22, verse 29, from the Bible of basic English, for those who are really trying to get right but might need help with your comprehension, here we go. But Jesus said unto them in answer, you are, you are in error not having knowledge of the writings or the power of God. Did you catch that? People be in error because they have no knowledge of the writings or the power of God. Now, I know i got 90 seconds left, but I'm going to continue on a little bit further. For those who might miss uh, through the uh, uh, live, through the uh, web browser, you're going to be cut off in about 60 seconds. For those who might have called in, uh, we're going to continue. And if you cut the archive show, you're going to hear everything in, in, in its entirety anyway. So what is Christ saying right here? Again, in the context of, of Matthew chapter 20, verse 29, this is Jesus talking to the Pharisees. When we go and do a study about who the Pharisees are, they were expert at the laws of Moses. They were flawless when it came to the laws of Moses. But listen to what Christ is saying. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 29, from the Bible in basic English, 
But Jesus said unto them in answer, you are in error not having knowledge of the writings or the power of God. So we can look at this today. For those of us who believe that we think that we know Jesus, think that we know God, think we understand the true birth, you're going to be in error when you don't have the knowledge of the writings. Why does it say writings? From the, uh, the Bremen Study Bible, the Bremen Study Bible, the Bremen Study Bible, Jesus answered, you are mistaken because you, because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. You're mistaken. You can be in, in, in greatly mistaken because you don't know the writings, don't know the scriptures, because you don't believe on Christ the way the scriptures describe, because we haven't put the work in. You don't know. You're in error. The Common English Version Bible, the Common English Version Bible. Jesus answered, you are completely wrong. You don't know what, you're, what the scriptures teach. And you don't know anything about the power of God. That's the common English version Bible. Jesus answered, you are completely wrong. You don't know what the scriptures teach. And you don't know anything about the power of God. From the English Standard Version, from the English Standard Version, it says, but Jesus answered them, you are wrong because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God. You're wrong. You're wrong. Because we don't know the writings. We don't know the history. We don't know the scriptures. From the Good News Bible, from the Good News Bible, it says, of Matthew chapter 20, verse 29, Jesus answered them, how wrong you are is because you don't know the scriptures or God's power. That's the Good News Bible. I hope those are actually really trying to get right with God. Maybe this, maybe this will help your comprehension, maybe, if you're really trying to get right with God, as opposed to you just trying to prove that your way is right. That your feelings and your sense of justice and, and, and whatever is right, maybe some of these other versions will help you help you to start get your mind right with God as opposed to trying to put your feelings into effect. Right? The International Standard Version, the International Standard Version. Jesus answered them, You are mistaken because you don't know the scriptures. You are mistaken because you don't know the scriptures. And for the literal standard version, it says, and Jesus actually said unto them, you go astray, not knowing the writings, nor the power of God. And from the, the uh, Young's literal translation, the Young's literal translation, and Jesus answering said unto them, you go astray, not knowing the writings, nor the power of God. All right? So 
I'm going to end this today's, today's class or today's session with that right there. Let me highlight this so I know where we left off at. One second, y'all. One second, one second. Cool. So we're going to end today's class with that right there. Um, I do want to thank everybody who did get a chance to tune in. Uh, thank you for tuning in uh, to, the, to today's class. Today is Monday. Uh, we do invite you to please uh, don't let the learning stop. Don't let the teaching stop. Um, yeah, you got, got some outstanding classes being taught tonight uh, uh, on YouTube. Uh, tonight's starting at 7 o'clock uh, from our, our, our San Antonio school, uh, the Sport of Truth. Class does start tonight at 7. Our class does start tonight at 7, and you can catch them on YouTube. Um, at Sport of Truth, uh, San Antonio, Texas, on YouTube. And that'll be from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Or we invite you to also check out um, uh, SOW Houston Stream of Wisdom, which is on YouTube as well. And this class goes from 7 to 9. All right, the class goes from 7 to 9. So if you want to go ahead and check out the Houston class first, uh, go to class with them, and then jump over and catch the, the last of uh, our San Antonio show, please do. All right, please do. Like, share, and subscribe. All right, we, we ask you please like, share, and subscribe any of the ch- ch- channels we have going on uh, to help get all the algorithm up as well, all right, to help get our algorithm up as well. Uh, for those who, who uh, are uh, participating with the, um, uh, the Bible Talk, catch uh, tomorrow, again, Monday through Thursday, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon, 12.30. Uh, catch us again tomorrow, tomorrow being Tuesday, Please catch uh, Tuzzapot Tuesdays, Tuzzapot Tuesdays, Tuzzapot Tuesdays, when every Tuesday, when, tomorrow, all right? Uh, if he doesn't have to work, uh, please catch him tomorrow uh, from 10 a.m. to noon uh, for another installment of Tuzzapot Tuesdays. They come back on Wednesday. Uh, I'll, I'll continue with the series that I'm on here. Then we'll come back on Thursdays with Tuzzapot's other class that he does uh, for your information. And they come back again Friday night with uh, Friday Night Bible Breakdowns with the brother Bonabod, all right? So with that, brothers and sisters, thank everybody for tuning in. May you have a, a, a blessed week, a good week. Um, I, I, all I can say is study. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a one who needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. All right? So with that, brothers and sisters, thank everybody once again for tuning in. And with that, my name is Mishada, uh, and I'd like to say shalom. Shema.
Hail Israel, Yahweh our power, Yahweh is one. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.